0: Podcast. Ready, Zach Dingy, Tom Capoletti, where we share business tips, interview experts, and travel world. this week on Two Dudes Three Legs. Oh, you fucking want to be famous.
1: <laughs>
2: this is his phone. We'll place it inside this envelope
0: like this. Take the hammer and smash number six welcome back to the two dudes three legs podcast with your host zach dingy
1: tony capoletti
0: the one and only magician chris dare he's gonna do some magic for us live on the show we're gonna talk about a story where it came from, from yeah sure
2: well i just want to say thank you for having me on you know it's a pleasure to be with you guys tonight for my story thank you yeah you know I started magic when I was about seven years old and I fell in love with it one night my grandmother called me up and she said hey turn on the TV there's this guy who can who can levitate and I rushed to the TV and it was David Blaine and I remember watching that as a little boy and he did a card trick to me that I'll never forget he told me to choose one card in the deck I chose the card sitting there in my living room and he took a card that wasn't mine and changed it into the card that I was thinking of and I freaked out this is the first time (laughs) I like ever saw magic and I was like what and I remember that feeling was, like, incredible. And I always tell people there's two most important days of your life as a magician. The day you get into magic and the day magic gets into you. And that was that day that magic got into me. So it sparked this journey of loving magic and trying to perform to as many people as I could. And then I developed um, the, the dream that has become Chris Dare. And it probably wasn't until I was 16 or so that I started to tailor it to become more mission-oriented And I designed the whole Dare to Believe brand and what I, something I call magic with a mission, which is to give back and make a difference to, to charities and, and to people who really need wonder. Because I'm fortunate what I do, bring wonder to people around the world, but that feeling, uh, has power to it. So I try to share a message if I can. It's your choice right now. And we didn't set any of this up. Think of any picture card you want in your mind. Okay. You have one? Mm -hmm. Here's what's so crazy in my pocket besides all the decks that i brought in today i keep another one this one is different i set one up in here one card okay now you're thinking of one you haven't said it name out loud for the first time the one you're thinking of jack of hearts jack of hearts Mm -hmm. here's what's so crazy i don't know if you can get a shot of this i actually put one card the opposite way from all the rest of the cards. Bro, you stop it, it. Get fucked. Stop <laughs> it.
1: Hey, you don't talk to magicians like that, crazy. buddy. Here's what's crazy,
2: look at this. Everyone thinks that I could turn it over quickly using sleight of hand. Impossible, because it's the only blue card. The rest are red. But you know what's really crazy? I'm so happy that you thought of this card, the Jack of Hearts, because I actually didn't bring any other cards with me. <laughs> Yo. That's the only Yo. Card that I brought.
0: What in the world, bro? This gonna be a bad podcast because <laughs> I don't know what to say now. Like, what do you, you just clap? What booby? do you even
2: answer to that? <laughs> so, you know, maybe I could have forced you in some way to think of that card. I mean, it was completely random, but maybe you could think something's up with a deck. Let's try this with you. If that's okay.
1: Yeah, uh, it's good with me.
2: So, so we're gonna do this with a different deck. But these, Ooh, you, look can at see, the box. That's you
1: can see, you can see, you
2: are all real cards. Yeah. Just Think of any card. All right think of one in your mind you got one in your mind I do so somewhere in here is the card you're thinking of think of either red or black uh I want to say this is black is that right? It's not black it's red and think of either hearts or diamonds this is hearts? <laughs> no, diamonds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. <laughs> My name is Chris There, is it an ace? No. Name out loud the card.
1: It's okay. It's a two of diamonds.
2: Two of diamonds? So somewhere in here is a two of diamonds. There's no way for me to know where it is. Look, I want to do this. We'll give it one cut. You're thinking of the two of diamonds. Anytime you want, just say stop. Stop. Here, look at the card. Don't show me, though. You can see.
1: Okay. What card is it? It's the two of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. But here's what's get crazy. It.
2: This is what we'll do. That's the one you wanted, the two of diamonds. Sign it so we know
0: that it's your card. Yeah. Give it a signature. Uh, give the John Hancock. That card's going to be worth a lot of money one day.
1: Because of my signature or good, his magic? Good.
0: Both.
2: So now he's signed it. There's no way to change it. Here's what we'll do. Can everyone see this? Yeah. You got it too, right? watch what happens think of your card in your mind if i leave the deck here this watch this slowly look we start to wave on the table I get the deck it's start to it's moving like oh
1: my god
2: <laughs> look <See>?
1: stop, stop. <laughs> <For the diamonds. laughs> yo what <laughs>
0: in the world
1: what? I don't know what to. What do I do? <laughs> he just used telekinesis, bro. How? I how do you practice how, that?
0: Yeah. 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 So that's a trick that I've been working on. For Again, I don't time. know how to do a, run a podcast with this guy. <laughs> I been, know. What do we? I t- don't even know what you say to that. Like that was.
1: <clears throat> if I push it, out will poop myself. That was some myself. Darth Vader shit. That was oh, no my joke,
0: God. That was no joke.
1: All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about. <laughs> so, you
0: see, so you see how. <laughs> bro, I just. <laughs>
2: thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about that, because I know you're probably all wondering. I pivoted. Notice how I pivoted. It's OK. I'll have him sign it. I'll do something different. Yeah. It was still amazing. The end result was amazing. Stuff like that happens all the time. And you just learn to pivot out of it. You know, I made a joke to the camera. Oh, my name is Chris Dare, but let's try this. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I just had you choose it. Um, but it's quick thinking. It's just just game time it out. decision thinking. Yeah, yeah it's bro, good stuff. And it's in real time under real pressure. Yeah, which is something else I think is can translate to the business
0: world.
1: Absolutely, if you can't yeah. perform is the whole under pressure, play
0: for a magician to get to get, uh, this is going back to the business side. Because um, I don't know what the fuck else to talk about with that. Because <laughs> um, is the whole play for a magician in terms of the business to just get paid for engagements on stage? Is that like is that the only way you can get paid as a magician?
2: Um, no, I mean there's different. My my shows are I either do a close up magic show okay. or I'll do a, a stage magic set or I'll do a combination of both.
0: Close up, like where would a close up be? Where would you be? Well, doing? I would
2: perform at like a cocktail hour, that kind of thing. Got it. Roaming got it. from group to group. Usually five to 10 people at a time, that kind of stuff. And but there's also something new I'm working on called Perception Meets Reality, uh, where it's a motivational talk. So it's public speaking now with magic.
1: Oh, that's uh, interesting. awesome.
2: Yeah, it's a different... If it's a different that's thing, entertaining. Yeah, it's a that's totally a different take on entertainment bro. Yeah. And it's a great way to anchor in certain valuable points of motivation or showmanship or sales. I've even tailored this to be certain sales points for people using magic. So instead of just some guy blabbing on on stage or telling his story, I'm using magic to kind of anchor those points for people. So it becomes entertainment and education.
0: Dude, that's big. Yeah. That's big because people remember stuff because you're making them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. Wow. We gotta, I like that idea. We got to
0: introduce him to like PBD, bro. Yeah. What's yeah. the most what's the most you uh, uh you've uh done your magic in front of? The largest group? Largest group.
2: Um, so probably 3500 to 4000. So show yeah. you talking about. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's a lot
0: yeah it's a lot of people um, so it's a lot of on the road though you're traveling you've you said you've done shows in dc like a lot of it is is uh i would say places. that a lot
2: of my shows now are more local more northeast long island a lot in a new york city um i have shows on and off in boston and i'm pretty much in the northeast but there's probably three or four times a year i'm in las vegas i get flown out to the bellagio or the wind um i was just recently in miami so you know i, I
0: I definitely travel a fair amount. Um, how old are you if you don't mind me asking? So I'm thirty now. So you've been doing magic for twenty three years. Yeah. Wow. When did you awesome. when did you start when did it start really popping off? Like you went to Vegas and how long have you been doing that?
2: Well, it really started popping off when I, I became a brand and started putting my attention and focus into logo design, business card design, you know, Google Analytics and getting in front of the right people. Really what changed my life was networking and my path was I want to make a difference, right? I, I learned that when I was probably eight, 18 or 19, I started really diving into hey, this has to be more for me than just amazing people because it's great. I love amazing people, but I wanted to have a connection and make people really like life be life changing for people. So I started researching St. Jude's and I fell in love with the St. Jude's Hospital and what mm-hmm. it does for kids. And um, I started thinking about, man, I would really love to perform. To some kids and, and hopefully bring some smiles or joy or courage or strength whatever they needed you know to get through the cancer stages and man I was probably 19 or 20 and I'm performing cocktail hour magic at in New Jersey and it was a group of people and a couple guys and I think two or three women and after I was done with the performance a woman comes up to me she says here's my card I'd love to have you perform with us I look down at it. it says St. Jude's director of events For the hospital
1: that's crazy
2: oh my god i gotta i gotta like i would love to perform she said we'll have you out at the hospital in memphis to do magic for the kids and my life changed i went to memphis i visited the hospital and um you know it's just been a driving force for me to make a difference make make people feel good and to be there at the hospital and see those kids like that it was like I'll never forget it, man.
0: Well, you had two big things in there that are big for business. And if you don't, I don't know how much you've watched your show, but it's all about business, survivorship, entrepreneurship, people like that, sales, and the two things you just said were it changed when you started getting into bigger shows, when you started building your own brand. Yeah. And then it changed when you started networking and meeting new people. Yeah. That's literally that's I mean, those but two those two lessons the, are huge. The network
2: on purpose. So I was constantly going to charity events, even if I didn't get paid. Hey, wow. I know I'm in the right room. Right. right, Being in the right room is really makes a difference. And you know, I don't know if you'd call it God or coincidence, I was in that right room when in, that woman was the director of events for St. Jude's. Like, If I wasn't there, I would have never, maybe I would have never taken this path and performed so heavily. And,
0: well, um, stuff, the universe happens when you say you want to yeah. work with St. Jude's and then all of a sudden, a year or two, well, I don't know how long it was later, but then it shows up. When you know what you want, it just... And you we, put it, it out and it always comes back to you. years, I want a sales coach that's been in solar that wanted a business and all of a sudden we go to the Volt Conference and we're sitting at a random table. Boom, guy comes, sits down. Now he's my coach a month later. You know what wow. I mean? It's just like, yeah. I asked for it and then never a year known. later, asked he sits he down at a random table him. at a business conference with us.
1: Now, as far as your business... Um, you're running it all solo is it you and your wife is it you and a partner
2: So I did have a manager for quite a long time uh and we I mean we were always working together took events to the next level we were networking together but then covid slowed things down so naturally my events kind of slowed down it was hard to kind of stay you know together at that point so since covid on I've been working basically solo managing all the uh contracts myself my wife handles to keep me on track. Like she, you know, she reminds me of stuff. And, uh, but
0: yeah, most of it's just me. Right now. What, what, gr- what magician? sorry. Wow. I can't speak. What magician inspired you and who are you trying to kind of mimic? Like in business, obviously they say Kobe's like Michael Jordan. You know, you, you, there's people that you look at that say, well, I want to be like or more like that guy than somebody else. What magician was was your person that you grew up watching and you wanted to be like? Was it David Blaine? Well, the main
2: one was David Blaine, yeah. But, man, I've developed so many heroes in magic. Yeah. And there's so many things that I admire about certain performers. And I admire other things about others. But, like, David Copperfield, for example. He's the OG, right? Everybody knows him. Um, But he does stuff where he's more of a storyteller. And that's kind of like, I'm going to show you a piece of magic in a minute that I designed for my virtual show. But it's I, I want to tell a story with it, and that to me is very powerful magic because people get engaged in the words and they follow along. Their the brain lights up, um, and Copperfield's a master at that. Whereas Blaine is more of a endurance artist. He's a stunt man designed, as, you know, as a magician, and uh, but he does he does amazing magic too. And there's so many other guys like Darren Brown is more mentalist, so he. He does experiments where he hypnotizes people. And uh, there's something great. On, it's, check it out on YouTube. It's called Apocalypse, Darren Brown Apocalypse. But he hypnotized somebody, put them to sleep, and then moved them to an area where there was a bunch of actors and stuff. And they woke up in a world that w- was Post-apocalyptic. like hit by a meteor. Yeah, yeah, like a meteor. And he hired these zombie actors. And the guy was like, <laughs> what the hell am I? <laughs> but, what? Yeah, it was crazy. That's But it. the reason he did it was because the guy was a very – not shallow guy but he was just a lazy guy didn't have much responsibilities and they were privately filming him at his house like set it set things up where you could see him lounging when he should have been taking care of responsibilities and and so while, while he was in this apocalyptic world they introduced a little girl to him that said i need your help to find my parents like please help me and he's like i'll help you and so that developed responsibility for him. It was just, just amazing. Wow. it's like That's therapy. therapy. Yeah. It's so deep. That and then, deep. then they what? woke, they hypnotized him again, woke him back up in his own bed. And he thought the whole thing was a dream. Wow. And then they, he walked outside and all the actors were there. Oh, Yeah. It's amazing. Shit. It's called That's Apocalypse. Crazy. You can look I, it up. I saw... I'm sorry, Chris, you're, really, you're going on, uh, you know, these different styles of magic, right? And it's, it's interesting that like, you know, different levels and as a young person falling in love with magic, cards is the natural beginning, yeah, right? Yeah. And then is there a natural progression? Like what comes next after cards? Yeah. So cards are where most beginners cut their teeth in magic. And then you learn showmanship through cards because you can hide behind them. And that's one thing I learned when I was real young. It's like the card trick will, will do, do it on its own. All you have to do is sit there and look good, you know? Yeah. But then eventually you start to get once you learn the card trick really well, you said, you know, let me branch out and try a different way of presenting it. And so you that's the stages is you learn simple card magic and then you start to work on yourself. And then you work on more extreme sleight of hand like coins and hiding um, cloths and different things in your hands. Then you work on things in your jacket, pocket management, all these different things that are important when you're you working. get at pickpocketing. So there's, yeah, there's definitely some pickpocketing. <laughs> I just wanted you to
0: let the world know that. I just wanted a way to uh,
2: steal someone's watch. There's also ways to take someone's tie right off of their chest without them knowing. That would be <laughs> wild. That would yeah. be wild.
0: Yeah. You, I, so I asked that question before to as a two-part kind of I wanted to alley-oop it into this next part, was that you met David Blaine when you were younger, no?
2: Yeah, so I was 18 when I met Blaine. I was,
0: uh, was I 18 or maybe 20? I was in college
2: and I remember that because, uh, you know, I went to school at St. John's and he was, he tweeted that he'd be at an art museum in Queens showing one of his videos of him swimming with sharks or something. And I saw it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in Queens. Like I have to go meet this dude. (laughs) This is the dude that changed my life. So I remember meeting him and yeah, it was an amazing experience. Uh, I thought there would be a huge line waiting for autographs and stuff for him and no one was in the room. I get there and it's just like me and him i'm like whoa was that not that at the like peak is, of his yeah existence? that's super
1: lucky I, know, like I
2: was like what did i come like too early or whatever but anyway it was an awesome time
1: we right place together. at the right time he asked
0: me all kinds of questions about my oh, life wow, so you got to really hang out with him not just yeah. like a hello and goodbye
1: and this is yeah. when you're 18 so you're going to college with aspirations of becoming
2: yeah so a no magician I, basically I was performing all throughout college, doing shows. I was working bar mitzvahs and sweet 16s, doing everything. Paying I could.
1: your way through college. Yeah. And, I actually did magic in college. Did you? Yeah. I failed a test and I disappeared forever. <laughs> uh, and I never went back. Uh, I love it's it. It's a great trick. <laughs> <laughs> so,
2: yeah, no, but I was studying business. I mean, that was the, the core subject. And I've always loved And
1: you've applied it, obviously.
2: Yeah. And I have business heroes too. Like, you know, Musk is a huge business hero of mine. I followed Jamie Dimon from Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase and Bezos. I mean, these guys are heroes of mine too. So, Did you
0: ever think you were going to do anything else other than magic? Like when you were doing business in school, would you think like, hey, maybe I want to go open up a my own business that wasn't magic? Um, so I
2: always knew that eventually I would get too old to be on a stage. And it's kind of a sad moment for some magicians. I've seen that happen where uh, you retire and hopefully you've invested the right way and – you know you don't have the rest of your life kind of struggling because magic money is fast and it comes quick and it's a lot so you have to do the right thing with it so I've always been fascinated, like how can I make this last right so I started diving into real estate investing books commercial real estate books passive income books I read a lot I probably read you know uh, at least two books a month I try to go through
0: Wow um, so long term you're trying to get in a
2: so yeah so I bought it we we bought a 13-unit building in Kingston recently. Wow! Damn. So
0: yeah, where
1: so in Kingston?
2: It's um right off of uh right off Broadway. Actually, it's midtown. midtown wow! Midtown Kingston. Yeah.
1: Congrats! Yeah. That's crazy. thank you, thank you. We had a lot going on. Just so, got married, yeah. bought a big property.
2: Yeah. Now I'm, I'm managing 13 units at this. You know, all at the same time trying to figure it all out. But I just want to tell anybody who's listening: you don't have to be an expert really at anything to go for it and try it. You know, when, when I was going for the loan for the commercial real estate, I had to borrow over a million dollars. And I had never done that before. Yeah. I, I never, you know, I was intimidated. Was this your first property? Uh, second property.
0: Second's a 13 unit, dude. Yeah.
2: So I was intimidated just by that idea. Like, wow,
0: what the hell am I going to
2: say to the bank and everything? I started reading, 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 reading. And then all I did was just regurgitate everything I read. And the bank was like, you're the best borrower <laughs> we've ever had in here. <laughs> you know? They thought I was like a super professional. Um, and part of that, I guess, is the magic that came out of me just being a showman and giving them what they wanted, which was a good borrower. And I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's, it worked out. So my what That's I was awesome. saying by that is real estate is my end goal. I'd yeah. like to have a real, uh, maybe a 10 or $15 million portfolio at some point point. Yep. and do magic because I really want to just uh, all about the mission and the message and not so much about the money.
1: You know. Yeah, we love people who are mission over commission, we call it. Yeah, I love that. And we always get into that with people.
0: I just um, got to say this, too, because you just hit the Mark Sony webinar. I know. are supposed to be doing. I you know. just touched on every point so much. I know. So my coach and the guy I was talking about before, Mark Tassoni, mm-hmm. he owns 250-plus pieces of real estate. He's worth a few hundred million dollars. He runs a solar company, whatever. When we, we did a, a a podcast with him down at the Volt Commerce, we were at, And he did a clip about the four ways to become financially independent to create wealth. Mm -hmm. And it got like over a million views on on Instagram. So we made it a live webinar. Well, the four ways are how to eliminate self-sabotage, how to rewire your brain, learn a ridiculous skill, and then you ought to learn how to invest. And you literally (laughs) just like bing, 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 bing. That's it. Your skill is magic. You know what I mean? You're investing long-term in real estate. Because eventually your
2: money has to work for you. I mean, you have to position in a way where yeah now's prime time and we're all doing well but it's like how long can that last and you have to plan for the future and i've always just been big at that also i was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about the three things you should uh at the end of your life you should be focused on and live your life now so that you're you have a better experience towards the end of your life but the three things were did you have a life where you actually lived did you have a life where you loved and did you have a life where you mattered live love and matter Mm. and if you wake up each day and try to plan your day around those three things hit all three of those things at the end
0: of your life you'll be very fulfilled and happy so i like
1: that i haven't heard that actually yeah you gotta live love
0: and matter if it doesn't give you income inspirational orgasms i don't want it (laughs) (laughs) that's close (laughs) let's do some magic so let's
2: try this i want to do a piece of magic to you now that's Part of my virtual show, but I'm going to do it two ways to you. The first way, I'm going to do it like a normal magician would. And then the second way, I'm going to do my version. And you okay. can see both and give you some clarity into my thought process and design. Okay? okay. So guys, I want you to see this. Here we have a deck of cards. Can you see? All the cards are different.
0: I mm-hmm. can. I are up. Yes. Yeah,
2: all different. Here's what happens with the deck. You can see it clearly here, just like this if i do this wave and just a snap like that all the cards will go back to regular order do you see that
1: Wow. all
2: of them go back to exact perfect order oh <laughs> god thank you very much my name is chris dare <laughs> oh, <okay. Yeah. laughs> so, thank you thank you that was a quick hitter right there that's a quick one yeah so now that was the regular version where you typically see a magic show done right uh Let me show you another version here. So this is my version, okay? In life, we're all dealt a series of cards. And a lot of times it can feel like these cards are out of order, or not in the position that we want them to be in. And most of us spend our entire lives trying to rearrange our own decks into the order that we've always wanted. But I want you to know that if you give it a little bit of faith, and you give it some time, Everything will work itself out. Everything will go back to regular order, the perfect order for your life. But you have to give it faith and you wow. still have time. <laughs>
0: wow,
1: That's showman shit, that baby. That was fucking, yeah, dude. I see
0: what, I see what you mean there, why you're saying why you do it that way and, and how you're yeah, making it your but own. But it's two
2: totally different perspectives and Correct. performances. One leaves you with a message, but it still has the magic. Yeah. And the other one is just magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that other one... Is anyone else doing that in the space? Is there anyone that's even relatively like trying to to perform like that?
1: So
2: there's probably a handful of guys that I can think of that have a similar style. Yeah, I wouldn't quite say that they're as mysterious. Some are more upbeat. Like, I don't know if you know who Ed Milet is. Obviously, he's a huge motivational speaker and stuff like that. He's really like rah-rah. So there's magicians like that who are real pump you up. Um, mine is more of kind of make you think.
0: Yeah, who's your favorite business guru you listen to on YouTube oh, or on podcasts or books?
2: So lately, I've been fascinated by the economy and the way it works. So I really love like Ray Dalio okay. and Bridgewater Associates. You read and, principles. And, yeah, I read Fucking principles. Um, and obviously Musk is just amazing. Yeah, no. but uh, I have so many heroes in business. There's, man, I mean, there's so many like Robert Kiyosaki is a great. I love Jordan Peterson. He's such a deep
0: thinker. He's not really, well, I guess he's business. Yeah. We just met Kiyosaki down at the vault too.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. He's, out of his he's
0: mind. hilarious. I love yeah. him. Hilarious, <laughs> Yeah, dude. he's great. He was on stage just talking, like they would ask him a question, like Robert Kiyosaki, what do you think about debt? He'd be like, well, you know, debt. Joe Biden is a fucking asshole. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my god, it was crazy. They talk about it's the government hilarious. for ten minutes. Yeah, and be like, what's your question again? They'd be like, debt. He's like, yeah. So anyway, i'm debt, and I need tell us about debt. <laughs> Yo,
1: it was crazy. He is something else. He's yeah. an old
0: man, and he's yeah, the top the five G's to invest in. He said
1: gold, gold ground,
0: ground grub uh guns. guns and i don't remember the last Fuck one Joe Byron, i think <laughs> he said
2: Biden. whenever somebody asks Gold me what the best beginner guns. book is i always tell them rich dad poor dad
0: oh that's I like mean, that's the like, og book that's of, like the
2: classic yeah you start there and then you know think and grow rich and
0: um you know there's so many others just that that shifts your mindset uh mindset there rich yeah dad, poor dad there's another great, great book i just read it.
2: atomic habits oh yep. man i've seen that one how too. the smallest
0: habits make the biggest difference I've seen how that how that looks too. Magician too, like training to be ma- magician is. I feel like so much practice on off stage, like yeah. in business, you kind of learn while you're doing it. But in magic, it's like ninety percent in the background, and then ten yeah. percent in in the real world.
2: So that's the work nobody sees. I mean, yeah. that's the ten thousand hours that nope. you know you're putting in. Uh, and there's. <laughs> You know it's funny you could work so hard behind the scenes on a trick or something this happened to me and you get on stage and it's a totally different experience. Yeah. There's one thing you can't plan for and it's like the guest experience. You know that when someone comes up on stage, you can have them do something as the performer. Mm-hmm. But you don't know how they're going to respond to that or how they're going to, you know, try to be a funny guy on stage or not. So there's like and the trick could could hinge on that. So you try
0: to make sure that the the real illusion part of it doesn't hinge on what the spectator is doing. It's almost like comedy because when you're in comedy, you have to adjust. If you're in Miami performing comedy, it's exactly. different than if you're in, luxury, exactly. you know. Exactly. You got to adjust. So you have to know kind of who the crowd is and what what they're going to like for the magic. Yeah, you know? exactly. exactly. So do you feel though, because there's a second part to that, that I feel like now with with internet and with social media, we're all almost on the same psycho network of of like our brains like we all understand the same jokes whereas if you would have performed 30 years ago and you were in miami like you needed to know what to talk about now you can kind of joke about the same shit everyone's gonna get it you know so connected yeah and it's the same for magic i'm assuming that you can kind of get away with different things or no not as much
2: for me it's like i rather not so much i see what you're saying the comedy end of it you have to be careful what you say or you have to design the show in a way where but what i've noticed is that the when you're performing for an audience, it's ebbs and flows. So you'll say something and you'll see it go into the audience as a wave. And people will receive it and then it'll come back to you. So you'll actually see the reactions come back to you from like a... It's almost like a wave.
0: That's and crazy. And does, does the trick work or not? Was it harder for you to learn some of the magic tricks or harder for you to get comfortable on a stage?
2: Oh, the comfort on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, it still kind of bothers me. You know, no one's perfect and I have certainly haven't gotten... Perfectly used to it. You know, I still mm-hmm. get butterflies right before I go on. And you just want to, my whole thing is, I want people to really care about what I'm doing or, or enjoy what I'm doing. And I don't want anything I mess up to be a part of derailing that for them. You know, yeah. so I don't right. want, so that's what I get nervous about. is like, don't mess this up, bro. Of <laughs> I start thinking in my own head, like, come on, bro. <laughs> this is all you now. Um, but if it's well rehearsed enough, uh, you shouldn't have that those talks to
0: yourself. Of course, the more yeah. practice, the easier it becomes. Of course, still low. How
2: can how you guys relate to that with your public appearances
0: that are becoming more frequent? I mean, dude, I'm we're experiencing it on this damn podcast, in like from six months ago to now. Yes, yeah. even spe- to a camera is just as scary, in my opinion, because this can get out to more people once it's out and it's recorded. That's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, <laughs> it's that, and I've spoken in front of not nearly 3,500 people, but I've spoken in front of you know. 50 to 100 people maybe and that's even nerve wracking there's just something the lights you can feel like the warmth of the lights on yeah. stage and just you like every time i public speak every time at one point in the hour long or whatever it is there's a moment where my brain goes holy fuck there's 87 <laughs> you like okay never mind okay we're back to it you know what i mean like yeah when, like, it
2: happens when, so fast you go into that that in a split second yeah uh, it's like you feel the rush of it and then you're like i got to continue where where was i yeah exactly your thought process (laughs) gets
0: back to it but yeah dude public Uh, speaking is they say is the hardest skill in the world yeah it's really tough and you're performing live magic and whatnot and it's impressive it's impressive i don't know if you have anything
1: i want to know more about the sales training and and that that you're doing because that's incredible Mm -hmm. that you can incorporate magic which is extremely entertaining and you know when you see a magic trick you remember that forever so if you can incorporate that into a sales training it's like how could they ever forget what you're talking about and you didn't say it was just sales but it's business overall
2: yeah so I've learned what I've well I've taken what I've learned in business and I've applied it to lessons I could teach people uh, on stage and I've used magic as a way to like just keep that entertaining but, yeah, so one of the lessons is sales is showmanship, because right. it is, yeah, and I tie into how let's be showmans together. Here's right. step one, you know, and I do something funny with making a card disappear, and then I bring somebody up on stage and but then i'll I'll have some key points about showmanship that are relative to sales like
1: inflection, yeah, and yeah. body language, exactly, and because it is you know so interrelating all of it. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy now you're going to develop like a something where it's just like that where you can come and speak to like a sales organization yep that's really cool I don't think anybody's doing that
0: yeah dude we got sales meetings on Tuesday at a.m bro <laughs> seriously God, damn. yeah have you uh, done we, one before have you so have I, done, you I did I did one some? in Austin Texas
2: yeah for, for what kind uh, of a company it was a software company
0: um, how'd
1: it go it was okay Okay. It was okay. So people I are learned. boring people.
2: I won't say it went amazing. You know, that I think um, I lost where I was in the middle of it and I had to recover. And so, but I learned. You know, you <laughs> yeah. learn. from
1: Yeah, of course. Fail forward.
0: You got to come. to Some solar sales guys They're The best thing me. about it is you get paid to learn. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Come on now, everybody. <laughs> Did they call you That's up? lesson one. Get paid to learn. <laughs> they found you and called you and, and paid you a price to come out there. That's and speak right. Solar cells That's guys? right.
2: That's right. That's awesome. So wild. And, and they called me. And was like, hey, we're really trying to train our set. This is how the idea came to me. Hey, we're really trying to, you know, do something different for our sales team. We heard you're really good on stage. Do you have any sort of like motivational talk or anything you can do? And I was like, Yeah, I do. Uh, Yeah, I I definitely do. We can definitely (laughs) set that up. You know, we'll work that out. And uh, my manager pitched them a price, and they flew us out. And we just, you know, I designed it like three or four weeks before the before the event. So
0: that's incredible. The
2: start of it, it was like the.
0: You know. Wait, did you do magic though while you were there, or no? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, you yeah. did. Okay, I yeah, thought yeah, you just thing. gave him a speech though when you said that. No, no, just It
2: was about an hour long on stage. Wow. Um, between the show, <laughs> between the magic, <laughs> that is Do it. you it's have this
1: recorded, aspect. or or it's something that you plan to continue doing live? Is it evolving, or?
2: it's evolving. I haven't had much uh, I haven't pushed it much to be honest with you. I just I didn't. think
1: that's incredible. Yeah. I think that would be the coolest thing ever and it, it, you know, you get in with one big company and if you make a difference, I think that could be a huge market for you. Yeah. I already want to I'm going to convince him to have you come <laughs> do it for our sales team. <laughs> Thank you. I think I'd already did.
0: <laughs> we got our conference <laughs> coming go, up man. in January.
2: Drop yeah, we we do
1: conferences uh, you know, once every quarter.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I really haven't pushed it much, but um, but it's absolutely, absolutely something that's still exciting. Dude, it's so
0: big I, I, because it's entertaining. And yeah. so everyone wants to right. listen to it. I think you can take that and like, that can be the best play in, in, in magic. Or, let me ask you this question again. Yeah. Are there other people doing that? There's Magicians, one other guy sales? that's
2: a business coach who do- also does magic.
0: Dude, I might start picking up fucking magic. You think i get people to listen <laughs> to me if I start moving my hands around with cards in the front of the room? you know what i mean no, then yeah, we're gonna be direct competitors right. bro listen my guys are uh, uh uh the island of misfit toys you're talking about guys who knock on doors for a living yeah. gotcha, gotcha these guys are these Hardcore. guys are rough around the edges all right Hardcore. it's not, like an, easy it's like not it. an easy crowd it's not an easy crowd you do, Matt? is
1: this your card no you're fired
0: <laughs> just fuck out of here <laughs> all right let's do some magic again we got a new guest in the crowd so let's let's let joey see something what do we got What else okay have we got? so um
2: here let's try something a little different want to do this with you that's cool
1: It's super cool.
2: (laughs) So we'll do it with a marker. Okay. I'm going to move this. Let's touch mics. So here, hold up both your hands like a table for me, like this. Yeah, and we'll separate them. Are you righty or lefty? Righty. You're righty? So squeeze both of them into a fist. Good. Even though you're righty, I'll let you choose. Your left hand or your right hand?
1: My right hand.
2: Your right hand. My right hand. Good, so drop your right hand down. Good, that's fine. Now look, with the marker... I'm going to do this. I'm going to draw my hand a small X like that. Can everybody see that? Mm-hmm. Watch what happens. Slowly you're going to feel this. What if it's possible for me to grab this X like this on my hand, you see, and start to move it, smear it down my hand, and then pull it right off. If I take the X and just touch your hand like this, that's the moment it goes through your hand. Look in your hand. Go ahead, turn it
0: over in your Ch- hand. What? how what When? Oh my god. Show him it. Show him it. Show him it. Crazy. What in the world, bro? Thank you.
1: Thank you. Oh my god. Wow. How do I get it off? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh good. Look. Try my there hand. Draw my hand. <laughs> what just
1: happened, Tony? He just, he just drew on me. And I don't know how he did it or when he did it, but I know he did it. <laughs> Dude.
2: This is something cool we can do. So mind. you can see they're different. <laughs> this is one of the ones I learned when I was very young. Okay, this is a starter trick, but um, I probably learned this when I was 15, 16. But this has been a great trick. And I just want to show it to you because it has a story. So here we have a normal deck of cards. When I was first starting out in magic, I thought the best place to go is maybe a bar. When people were drinking, they wouldn't catch what I was doing, and I can get by with sloppy magic. That's not exactly how it went. <laughs> Here's how it went. I approached a group, I was at a bar, and I was I was a little kid and I said, Hey, um, can I show you a magic trick? Here, take a card, go ahead, anyone you want, go ahead, take one out. And the person took one and he showed it to all his friends. Okay. Friends? Show it to, all your friends. <laughs> show it to the friends. Friend. Show no. it to your friends. <laughs>
1: Show it to the friends yeah, exactly. okay. yeah. at home. And then as
2: soon as he showed it to everybody, I said, uh, just say stop anytime you want. Stop. And he placed it back. He placed the card back. As soon as he placed it back into my hands, he took the deck out of my hands. He said, what if I did the trick, Magic Man? He was laughing and joking with his friends. He took the cards. He put them face up and face down. Started mixing up the entire deck. And said, what if I mix up the cards? Can you do the trick now? Bet you can't find my card now. Right? And he hands me the deck back like this. No, I was young. I didn't know what to do. I looked down at the deck. I was frozen almost. Some of the cards are face up, face down. Other cards are face down, face down. But then I thought to myself, if I was really magic, maybe all I'd have to do is snap. Give it a wave like this. And all the cards would go back to regular order. Do you see that? Oh, all except, except for one, one card. Oh, stop luck. it. It was his card. He ate his face
0: doesn't end, bro. No. Party tricks. The amount of party tricks that you can have. <laughs> this is just old stuff. How many women were you pulling at the bar before you were married? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> you can't answer With magic, magic cannot tricks. answer that now. <laughs> no, that no, was no, also no. magic.
2: Yeah. And you know, some of the slights like this stuff, the flourishes, this is just years of constantly dropping cards and figuring out pressures and stuff like that. Like, this is a pressure. See? Mm-hmm. The amount of pressure gets a perfect shuffle. Um... And there's things like this. This is all a pressure. That's all pressure, too. That's crazy. Knowing, like, see, I'm squeezing it, but I'm not letting them go. So it's just knowing, like, how much pressure to apply to the cards.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's called handwork. Sick. Fingerwork. It. all just sleight of hand. Sleight of yeah. hand.
0: It'd be sick in a casino. you steal a lot of people's money if you were an Casino guy. <laughs> what do they call yeah. those guys? Forget the name. I don't gamble. So. Uh, um, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I mean, no, I was going to let you go because I had nothing to go into. So
1: how <laughs> long do you think that you will continue to perform?
0: Uh, my whole life. I'm never going to let this go. Let me tell you something. We saw Chris Angel. Where were we?
1: Oh, I feel bad saying this, but no, I'm going to go in.
0: Go in. We were amazing.
1: in Vegas. Yeah. He was incredible for the most part <laughs> but he was also incredibly out of his prime <laughs> he was wearing like a like you That's show up funny. in vegas and he's all the pictures are him and he's jacked and ripped with his yeah. abs and he's floating and there's fucking doves everywhere yeah. and then we show up and he's like i'm chris angel and he looks like he ate chris angel <laughs> but he's like "It was a he wild. did the magic well but like he was out of the You know, he wasn't delivering like a showman. I felt like, and I hate to talk shit. I don't like talking shit, shit, but it was true. Like we're there, and we were all very underwhelmed because he was just like, "And for my next trick here, fuck you." Like that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, it was just he was like, "All right, let me let's get paid so I can get out of here." Well, that's
2: a good point. So that's an excellent point. Most routine magicians like that that have residencies in Vegas end up that way where they're a slave to the show. They have to be there, they have to perform it, night after night, day after day. You know, Copperfield does three shows a day, almost seven days a week. Wow. Like,
0: yeah, I heard something like that. Magician eventually
2: you're just like that. going through yeah. the motions of the show, you That's, know?
1: That's what it felt How like. do you do that? I
2: don't know, it's constant. But also, it's gotta be draining. I mean, to me that would just drain the life out of what I do. Yeah, it's exciting and you, you get to see people's reactions. But again, like you're saying, you you're just going through the motions you're tired He's it probably, looked like
1: he didn't want to be there yeah was, well there was one point he was excited on the stage and i think it was like when he brought his kid up or something you yeah. could tell he just like wanted to be like done and yeah. just hanging out with his family but it w- it was cool it was a cool show well that's just-
2: like telling an artist someone like picasso or da vinci hey every week you have to produce a piece of art every week yeah and it has to be as good as the last piece of art you had yeah Eventually, you're like, this isn't art anymore. This right. is slavery. Exactly. I mean,
0: magic is like, like you said, eighty percent the showmanship of yeah, you on stage and your aura and your emotion. You know what I mean? But it's
2: also about creating and being like interested in the most, it's the craziest stuff. For example, I'm working on a trick right now with monarch butterflies. Ooh. I won't give too much away um but i've had to fly in monarch butterflies from other states and research about what you know the different types of butterflies and the limbs and what makes them stay still what makes them active and how to take care of them and but and that's so random. You would think, like all of a sudden, I'm getting a butterfly. Yeah. That's just a part of being a creative, good magician. Is you got to always be
1: keeping it fresh,
2: fresh, yeah, and learning about just you know yeah. life and you're
0: genuinely curious about those things and you Curiosity, want to yeah. continue to
2: genuinely curious, you know. Whereas, and maybe that's the reason why I've never tried to get a big Vegas show. Is I've seen the shows with Chris Angel and Matt Franco and some of these guys, and I'm like, I'm watching them on stage, and I could see the same thing. It's like, are you tired of this act? Is it too much for you? Has it consumed your life? Yeah. And I I never really wanted that for me. So I think my path would be more to travel and make a difference in places that need magic. Maybe that couldn't afford a ticket to Vegas. Yeah. Like Bosnia or somewhere in Africa where I'd bring my show there and, you know, do stuff and not expect anything from it.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting. The whole story and the way you're going about it. I don't know if yeah. I mean listen. I don't know much about magicians. I don't follow magicians. I've seen shows, I've probably been, no, five, six, seven magic shows in my entire life. But the the aspect of the, or the way you're going about it yeah. is so unique. And the mission, the first thing you said to us was your mission about why you do this, yeah. you know? Dare to believe in all this different stuff. I just, it attaches so much substance to what you do and the layers and the understanding and the way people can follow that is is huge because it's it's so much more than magic now it's a story about magic yeah. you know and i think that that's what makes it so special and that's what made you be able to grow and, and get good so fast you thank know thank you very and much put on bro. these shows yeah man it's awesome. i really awesome. appreciate that it's awesome so and um,
2: uh and it's continuing to evolve you know when i when i was talking about saint Jude's before i mentioned that i designed some magic to give them strength and Uh, and courage and faith and all these things that i thought you know that they needed and even if one of them resonated well with a child who was in in need of that that to me was worth it like i could sleep happy at night right yeah but okay so saint jude's is one organization but then magic with a mission sprawled out of that it spawned from that and uh and it's it's reach so many different organizations I performed for Michael J Fox foundation the abilities first which is a local foundation they deal with um kids kids and adults with disabilities and stuff like that so I've incorporated them into my shows I brought the last show I had in Poughkeepsie was called remarkable and it was all about encouraging you to feel the remarkable that's inside of you and it wasn't about me the guy on stage oh he's amazing you're amazing I took the the camera I took the spotlight and I turned it around and focused it on the audience and it was amazing because i brought up people on stage there was one one gentleman who um a bit disabled he has down syndrome and we became boys (laughs) and dude (laughs) when we were rehearsing this trick so i would visit him uh he was at a special school in poughkeepsie with abilities first and we would do card tricks together and he would you know pick the card and we rehearsed this whole thing okay when you get on stage here's what you're gonna do you're gonna hold up the card and say three of diamonds and we planned this whole thing out and then you know when we got up on stage he came up he was like you ready and it was just mm-hmm. it was just awesome so and i just i used my talent to put a
0: spotlight on him
2: and yeah. I, it was like the most beautiful thing to me that's yeah.
0: incredible yeah that's incredible i don't know i don't know if we talked about it on this show but we're doing i don't know if he told you about give ability and blade legs that's the whole thing we're trying yeah. to do now yeah. man yeah. It's, it's such a special thing you just handed out your first leg today yeah how'd it feel yeah was that
1: i almost cried <laughs> I really did almost cry. You should uh, let it out. I know. I know. I have a hard time with that. We'll get there. <laughs> Maybe by like the third one, I'll just let a tear go. We've already
0: raised enough money for five legs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, wow, it definitely amazing. giving back is the, the, the closest hours, thing bro. to receiving it oh yourself, I'd say. Yeah. It was incredible. So
2: how do you find your donors that you, or somebody that, i your sorry, your, your per- people that you're giving the legs to?
1: So actually, we have these other, this network of people that we're working with. One of them is the founder of Levitate, the company that builds the blade legs, Uh, he will reach out to people. Sometimes people will reach out to him and say, Hey, look, I'd like to get a blade leg what are the price points, this and that. And I assume he will then direct them to this other gentleman named Michael who owns Giveability. Giveability is the 5013C nonprofit company that Mm. we're raising the money through. Uh, He'll find a candidate and typically the way we'll do it, which I love this because it's showmanship is we'll find a candidate and then what we did this morning is the guy who we chose he didn't know that we had chosen him yet he thought he was going through an application process so what he did was uh, what mike did was he set me up on a zoom call with the guy saying you know just you're going to speak to this guy he's our ambassador Mm -hmm. and we're gonna you know (laughs) see if if you go if you've work through this op- application. Yeah. We'll see if you're qualified for this. And then, um, you know, he put me on the phone call with him. And at that point I just told him, you know, surprise, we already got you the leg. It's That's yours. So cool, man. And that to me, that was like, what a special way to do it. Because, you know, if someone did that for me, I know I would have, I would have really been sobbing. Yeah. You know, I was very happy when I went and tried one on and right. I ended up purchasing myself. Um, but there's really nothing better than giving back it's it's an insanely good feeling it's like a high
2: yeah you, know? you have to be motivated on for something bigger than yourself yeah you know it has to pull you you can't if it's big enough and has a strong enough mission it'll pull you towards
0: it where you won't have to push anymore
1: right and that's sort of how it feels like it's happening now it's
0: pulling you yeah yeah the best businesses are created in need if you like half them like this guy left this guy does find a levitate He lost his fucking leg. That's why he started his own company. To make legs. You know what I mean? And make it affordable. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's why the guy is disrupting the industry and doing all these crazy things and amazing stuff. And a
2: lot of times you're forced into these situations in life. Like you were forced... Were you forced to lose your leg, or was it? Would you just decide to
1: cut it off?
0: Uh, he forced the <laughs> throttle open. Yeah, right, right.
1: right. <laughs> I chose to hit the throttle. Right, right. But the, uh, but of course, I was forced into the situation. Yeah. And what made me want to give back so much wasn't just you know now that I'm in this position, but the fact that people were there for me when I needed it, mm. and I never knew how to. That was kind of like tough for me. I felt I kind of felt a little guilty mm-hmm. when people gave a lot to me because I got a huge amount and donations. And it really changed my life and helped me and I'm grateful to those people every day because there's no way I'd be here right now. And I'm very happy with the place I'm in. Um, But I felt like the only way I could pay them back was by paying it forward. And so that's become my mission now. Because I mean, if I don't, I would just feel selfish. And then on top of that, I get to feel great doing it. So Mm -hmm. it's just a win win all around. um and you know ever since we got into this it's just it's been going so well yeah i mean every single step we take forward feels like it's two steps by accident and we're just moving in the right direction
0: i love that love to see that it's been really 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 good let me ask you a question when you when you're when you're in an uber and you tell someone you're a magician how do they usually react (laughs) oh my god do you get yeah i don't know give me a trick right now Show me, I got a deck of cards. Do it right now.
2: Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. They said, no way. You're a magician. I've never met a magician. I've never had a, a magician in my Uber. Can you do a trick? What kind of tricks do you do? You, you see, know. did
0: the Indian accent. <laughs> <laughs> did I do it? Uh,
2: but usually that's how it goes. And usually I have a deck of cards on me, so I'll blow his mind real quick, and then we'll
0: go to our destination the whole time That's talking great. About, oh my God, I
2: have to FaceTime my wife. <laughs> that's
0: awesome. Uh, I'm sure you get some crazy reactions. Magician's such a cool thing, and everyone loves it. So I'm sure you yeah. get some people that say crazy stuff to you.
2: The craziest I got was somebody picked up the chair they were sitting in and started throwing it across the room. Like, just went crazy. I think he kind of used me as an excuse to just, like, let out anger or something. I don't know. What Why happened.
1: would he be mad at you? No, he
2: was just like, this is so crazy. He grabbed the chair. Oh. And he just fucking threw it. Were you in a bar? <laughs> I was in, like, this, you know, it was like, a, not a cafeteria, but it's like, I don't know, a dining hall or something. And he grabbed the chair and just threw it. And people were like, why is this guy throwing chairs? And I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm not, gonna <laughs> the, do this best reaction I'm not the culprit of this. That's What's the funny. best
0: reaction you've had to a magic trick? Well, I
2: mean, that was the most insane yeah. uh, reaction. I've had people get real emotional, crying to favorite. me. Um, cry. I've had a lot of people cry. Um, there was one in particular, though. I did this trick that connects people. And it's one of my most powerful tricks. I, m- I might do it, actually, tonight. Should we do it tonight? Oh, start Let's right do now. it right now. <laughs> okay. I might need to borrow some people from the back, if that's okay. Yeah. Should yeah, we try that? Yeah. Well, uh, now, I want you to stare at each other now. This is a trick about connection. You see, deep down, we're all connected as human beings on some level, but some more than others. Have you ever gotten a call when you're thinking about calling that all person? All the time, dude. And you answer, and you're like, was just about to call you. It's that all connection the time. that makes you feel like you're human. Tonight, we're going to take that a step. I'm going to go deeper tonight with you two, okay? Hold out your hand like this. Good. You hold out your hand just like that. That's fine. Now, in a minute, I want you to start to imagine that you're connected with one another and there's a bond where if I were to move your hand, you would know to move yours. Almost as if there's a force that's connecting you two together. Okay? Like this. Good. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Now keep your hands all the way down. All the way down. Good. I want you to close your eyes for us, Joey. Close your eyes. Keep your eyes closed. Be aware of all your senses, okay? Everything going on around you. If you feel something, try to keep a poker face. Don't let anybody know that you felt anything, okay? Just keep your eyes closed. Good. Keep them closed. It's okay. You can open your eyes. Okay. In your eyes, Joey? When your eyes are closed, did you just feel something? I mean yeah, I felt something physically. You did? Yeah. Oh you did feel something. Yeah. Where was it? Can you show us? On my like, On your yeah. nose? Like that? Yeah, top of my nose. Where did it poorly. go? Did it go like down your nose? Uh touched your nose. My nose. Here's what's yeah, crazy. I never touched you at all. Did I touch Joey? No, sir. I went like this down her nose with the card. facts. I never touched your nose at all
1: that's crazy
2: yeah yeah never touched you
1: that's crazy
2: but let's take it a step further because your eyes are closed i want you to see it this time so hold out your right arm joey good and hold out your arm as well so again imagine you're connected with one another same time good just like that hold them steady perfect whenever you feel it now this time i want you to close your eyes whenever you feel the bond is strong enough go ahead and close your eyes Yep, good. Keep your eyes closed. Be aware of all your senses, everything going on around you. If you feel a touch, just keep track of where it is and how many times, okay? Mm-hmm. Good. Keep your eyes closed. open your eyes you feel a touch yeah where was it
1: on my pinky
2: how many times i
1: think
2: like three maybe three times <laughs> yeah. i touched his pinky like this i never touched your hand at all
0: <laughs> that is That's incredible crazy. you guys don't even know how crazy that was because you didn't see it but that was insane <laughs>
2: my nose with a card. I was
1: like, what's he doing? <laughs> <laughs> we're all connected. You felt him flick him. your nose? I, th- I
2: thought he went up to me and just like, what y'all? Yeah? Like, I thought he just touched no. me like that. And I was like, right, <laughs> So we're all connected on a much deeper level. That's not magic.
0: You right? had someone cry when... when well, that's wait, psychology. You just
1: said that's not magic.
2: So that's more psychology than, than it is magic, but it's very powerful because it just shows that we're all... We all want to be connected we're all we all have that sense it's like we know deep down we know we're
0: all one race we're all here together so that's a beautiful message thank you you. i've seen that before that thing where they put like a wall in between a fake arm and then your real arm and they hit it with a hammer and you're
2: like oh yeah exactly that's the
0: same concept that's crazy yeah that's crazy so i did
2: that trick to a mother and a son and i just was like didn't think anything of it just went through the routine touched the nose touched the hand she starts bawling oh my god i really felt that she starts bawling. she comes up to me later she's like you don't realize like he just lost his father and we've been having a hard time connecting with one another i'm trying to you know fill both roles and that was really deep what you did and she basically just lost it but wow um, wow i'll never forget her experience because it was like she thanked me thank you for bringing me closer to my son and i'm like wow
0: that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Really, Dude, that stuff it is... It really felt me. Impacted me. Insane. We just did... when Last time I met with Mark Gasone, we did color meditation. Did he do it with you? Were yeah. you on that or no? Yeah.
1: I saw just like 10 minutes of it.
0: Did you actually do it though? Did he walk you through it? I didn't it? know. Dude, he walked me through it. Does anyone know what color meditation is? Has Have you ever done color meditation? I, I can't say I have. I, I don't know it enough to do it like live and try to do it for you, but... He tells you to go into one of the experiences you've had, the best experience you've had. He, tells, he walks you through it, whatever. We get to a great experience I had in life. And then he's like, I want you to close your eyes and just think of a color. Think of a color that comes to your brain when you think about that. I thought of a color was red. He's like, all right, let's think about it now. So he's like, imagine the picture in front of you. Imagine you're grabbing that moment, the picture of what it was, blah, blah, blah. And he says, now imagine that there's color filling the entire room. The, the color you're thinking of is filling your entire room. He went through this whole thing. And then he's like, all right. After like seven minutes of all these different la- layers of it, he goes, I want you to just grab the color and drag it down over your body. Bro, I swear to God, I pretended to grab the <laughs> color. And I went like this and put it over my body. And I was fucking in chills for like four minutes straight. Wow. I could not imagine. I, Dude, I did, I don't meditate. And he did that to me. And I'm like, yo. I don't know, man. Maybe this stuff is is what they say Powerful. it is because when I pull it down around my body, it felt like. Cause so I thought of about running a marathon, or it was right when I ran my marathon, and I crossed the finish line after twenty six point two miles, mm-hmm. and the feeling of joy. I literally put it on, and I'm like smiling like a fucking idiot with my eyes <laughs> closed. <laughs> He's like Zach, why are you smiling? I'm like, yo, I didn't even know I was smiling. You know? Yeah. Crazy crazy but anyway the mind think works in mysterious ways. color meditation that's
2: hypnotism mainly
0: I that's mean, what he's learning you're too. powering your
2: subconscious mind to feel the way it feels and empower that
0: um he's trying to hypnotize, hypnotize people. That's hypnotizing
2: thing. is amazing i actually just recently got hypnotized to stop biting my nails i had a really bad habit of biting my nails and it worked perfectly now every time i see the color red i am reminded of the hypnotist and i my nails have little, I have to get a nail clipper. I've never had a nail clipper in my life. <laughs> it's crazy. But anyway. Um, Do you know how to hypnotize? So I learned it in college. Okay. There's something called inductions where it's how you get somebody into hypnosis. Yeah. And then there's pulling somebody out of hypnosis. Now, it can be dangerous. Depends on the person. If you, if you bring them into hypnosis the wrong way and you try to bring them out, they can go into seizure and other things. So you actually have to be trained pretty well to do Have it. you
1: ever seen that happen? I
2: have hypnotized my boy, Adam. <laughs> but I just kind of left him asleep and was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm going to go get some food. Because um, I didn't know how to bring him out. And I was like, he'll probably just sleep it off. He was good. Yeah, he okay. was
0: fine. But He um, said the only thing, because a lot of people don't believe in being hypnotized. He said the only thing that could stop someone from being hypnotized is if they truly don't believe they can. Yeah. And as long as you can believe that you can then you can be hypnotized yeah if you put
2: up a mental block like a mental I'm not doing this it's not gonna work for me you'll never it won't work power of the mind yeah it's you're literally telling your brain this is gonna work I can't wait for it to work and your brain starts doing that for you you know it starts making you a believer Chris how do you deal with skepticism and do you have a great story of turning someone from a skeptic to a believer yeah when I was 16 17 I watched a video called heckler And it was a magic tutorial video about how to deal with those people specifically. Up until that point, I was just kind of like almost afraid of those people. I would shy away from it. But in the DVD, he says, find the heckler and make him a believer. Wow! And everybody else will just be wondrous in wonder. And that is not more of a true statement. I mean, whenever I've experienced a heckler, I attack him, go right for his jugular. If he tries to, you know, mess up the deck or something like that, I'll put a card in his pocket or a card in his shoe. I'll just like really make him feel like total idiot
0: and and but also I'll I just wanna, put a card in his shoe. Love that. Yeah.
2: Like deep down I want to make him a believer too. Yeah. Because I know he wants to believe, he just doesn't let himself believe. So if you can convert uh, skepticism, it's some of the strongest magic.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's sales too.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's true.
0: Oh, my best customers were the worst to get signed up. Yeah. When they're like, solar doesn't work, blah, 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 blah. And hardcore Republican. And then yeah. you finally get them to go solar. And then now they're all of their neighbors everybody. are solar. <laughs> Every time. yeah, I, Every single time. I wish
1: I could just put a fucking card in their shoe. <laughs> It'd be like, peace. Call me when you're sick of your a central hun- Hudson, like,
0: Hudson like, mill. How much money do you want to save? Perfect. Drop a 20 well, right well, in their you shoe. take off your left shoe. <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. teach me that trick because that would be sick. Shoes are pretty crazy. Um, Tony what else you want to get into anything I want to learn how to put I always
1: want to know
2: how you do the trick like do they always say like I don't know if it's in like a more um, intimate scenario like how'd you do it how'd you do it and you reveal it or you don't reveal it how does revealing the magic work no I don't really ever reveal Um, I also think that if I revealed I'd be losing some luster if I revealed it wouldn't be what I'm believing it is because when I perform I really believe like I have these powers i'm doing this thing even though i know mentally i'm using you know techniques and stuff but i really want to believe it too and i think that's a part of me that like i hope never fades away i really want to believe what i'm doing is real so if i give that to you if i give that to you and reveal it it's like maybe it's not real i don't want that i never want that
1: we don't do that yeah it's real
2: yeah Real but there real. isn't a kid. Well, I will say there's occasions where I'll go to a kid's, you know, house or a house where there's a kid, and he's like, "I'm
0: getting into magic, and
2: what can you teach me?" So in those scenarios where there's a young, inspiring kid, I'll teach him something.
0: So you're telling me David Blaine isn't his fucking superhuman? The guy who eats glass. <laughs> what did didn't he? No, live he in? does like, that. Jim. Bro, he lived in. Wasn't it like a like a ice sphere for like 40 days or something like that? Yeah, it was suspended above. The city, something like that.
2: So that's the thing with Blaine. He blares the line between magic and real. um, And he's known to do that. Like, for example, he actually trained his body to be able to keep frogs in his stomach. And his pH levels, acidic levels of his stomach, are balanced in a way where the frog can survive for 12 hours or whatever. So anytime he wants, he can regurgitate, spit out the frog. Anytime he wants. It's insane. (laughs) It's insane.
0: And that's real. Anytime he wants, he can regurgitate a frog.
2: And that's 100% real.
0: <laughs> dude.
2: And no other magician is what's the craziest, going down that path. To, what's to the craziest oh, yeah. magic
0: you've seen? Like, what's the best uh, trick you've seen somebody do that... Ooh, I like that question.
2: Mm, that's a good question. Well, a lot of the Blaine stuff is like, dude, that's in, just insane. Next level. The regurgitating stuff. He did a trick where and magicians have died trying this trick. You know, it's a bullet catch um, where the trick was basically magicians stand on stage somebody else has a rifle they mark their initials on the bullet goes into the rifle and they shoot the bullet at the magician and he catches it uh, in his mouth and he shows the initials now for years uh magicians have done it secretly in different ways where they would palm out the bullet and put it in their mouth and show that it was and there was a blank that was fired from the gun i mean that was used to be how i was done blaine did it for real he put, cup, <laughs> he put a Shut cup. The he put a up. cup in his mouth. They had slow mo cameras, and he's like, "I'll stay still while you shoot at my face." It's like what? that doesn't
1: even have to be magic, it's like, bro. That's you, fucking insanity. Why? <sighs> so,
2: and he completed that drink. Is that on YouTube? Yeah, David Blaine bullet catch. It's on YouTube.
1: Yo, and he's why? nuts. He's nuts.
2: How do you prepare for that? I mean, you just gotta stay as still as possible.
1: Uh, well, if vodka.
2: If you move just the slightest bit.
1: <laughs> If you move just a
2: slice bit, you're getting shot in the head. Yeah, it's crazy. When he goes on Fallon and it swallows a bag of nails, and then after he gets the nails to come out of his nose, he brings a frog up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yo. So, I mean, Blaine is this, I got
1: to watch that. Because
2: I know that what Blaine's doing is real. Yeah. That To me, that's the most amazing stuff. But I've, I have experienced a David Copperfield show where I was sitting three rows from the front, and this dude made a spaceship appear over my head. And I'll never forget it. It's one of his, I don't know if he's still doing the show with the alien, but he did this whole piece about, oh, I found an alien and he came down from his homeland and the alien was this small little thing, but it was like an animatronic, most incredible thing I've seen because it actually looked like it was talking. It was real. It was walking around the stage. It was incredible. I think he spent a million dollars on the, on the alien. That's what there um, there how long ago was are. this? Um, this was two years ago. Um, I got to see that. Two, three years ago. Anyway, That's wild. They, they came for the alien. The parents with the spaceship came to bring the alien home. And literally, <laughs> I'm sitting there. And dude, the lights literally went down for a second. Like, like on off. And we were looking up. Lights went off. Lights went on. Huge spaceship, dude. F- like bigger than this room rotating had smoke coming from it <laughs> dude, I was like what the no
0: world?"
2: and I was like what you know and it just flew in and took this little dude and zapped him up into the spaceship lights
0: went off again the thing disappeared just went straight back to Area 51
2: and that was the most grand illusion that just blew my mind and shocked me to where I was like oh my god I've never seen anything like that in my life
1: that's awesome so you're obviously still a very big fan which is huge dude,
2: Copperfield's huge I used to try to just think of ways to use some of his techniques, and, but he's, he's the wealthiest magician. He's worth almost a billion dollars. Really? Copperfield. Yeah. Copperfield, I think is $850 million. He has his own uh, private island in the Bahamas called uh, Musha K, where it's 150 grand a night to, to stay there. Um, yeah, he's insane. So <laughs> when he to comes go. to a budget for his show, he's like, mm, we'll throw $10 million at it. You yeah. know, he doesn't, it's not a big deal. Does he still perform? Yeah, three days right. a week, seven, almost seven, yeah. or three shows a day. Wait, still days. to today? Oh, and yeah. where's he doing it? At the MGM Grand, at the Copperfield Theater. You go there. It's, it's called
0: the Copperfield. Yeah. Yo,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. He still performs. Yeah, go see him in Vegas, dude. We he's, gotta do that. I'm telling. Ta- and sit three rows from the front, and hopefully he's still and doing do the spaceship. Do a spaceship,
1: thing. yo! <laughs> it will blow world? your world bro. Yeah, wow, that is incredible.
0: You know, what's the song where David Copperfield is in the song? I think that's the only reason I even know that name. He was like in a rap song not that long ago. Yeah, it anyway,
2: like Rick Ross, I think. David Yeah,
0: something like that. That's the only reason I know his oh, name. Go to
1: call. Go to so I usually like to end it with this question, and I ask everyone this. At the end of the day, what is your message to everyone? And I feel like you kind of gave it to us a little bit.
2: Yeah. Dare to believe in yourself because the possibilities are endless and don't let anything hold you back. Most times fear is an illusion.
1: Wow.
0: Bars. Bars. I know we haven't Yeah, done this we have something trick. special on yeah, end we it. we haven't done this hammer trick, so we got to add a clip in the beginning. <laughs> the the hammer trick. Stay tuned to the end to see the hammer trick or something. Something like that. <laughs> well, anyways, we can always yeah. cut well, that Well, it's not really... End. So
2: this is a really cool spinoff of something that I loved performing. It's a great trick. Anyway, I need to borrow um, someone's cell phone. Does somebody have a cell phone we can borrow?
1: i give you my Mike oh, Belgrave's gonna Perfect. call me. Beautiful
2: phone. Let's take the case off, so it's nice and unprotected. Oh. So here's what we'll do. This is his phone. We'll do this. Can I? Uh, I'm just gonna power it down. I think, so that it doesn't. We'll just turn it off for a quick second. Okay. For this trick. This is his phone. We'll place it inside this envelope like this. Okay. And we'll close it up. So now we all know his phone's inside the envelope. But what I also brought with me was one of these dummy phones. Have you seen these? They're like on kiosk, the kiosk phones. Yeah. But what? they're the same weight, feel it. I mean it's a really it feels like a real phone,
1: right? I need one of
2: these. Did you steal this thing Yeah, I ripped this. Of
1: right <laughs> <part>? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh
2: no shit. Yeah, see it's a real phone. Well, oh, it feels real. Yeah. Okay, but it's a dummy phone. So this goes in this envelope. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to play Game of Phones.
1: (laughs) Cue the Game (laughs) of Thrones. The winter is coming.
2: So we have his phone, the dummy phone, but to make it more complicated, I brought four more dummy phones. Okay. So if you're following where his phone is, here's what we'll do. We'll start
1: to mix it up like this. Oh, God, I lost
2: it. <laughs> okay, so now there's really no way to know. Do you have it? Here's, you mix them up too, mix them up, shuffle them up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Where's your phone, dummy? <laughs>
2: so he's mixing them. And then can we have the marker? Yeah. Good, good, good. Here's what I want you to do. We'll put them in a pile, here, like this. Good, and we'll sign, we'll sign them. One, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Good, one, put that over here. Two, two, three, we'll lay them out like this.
0: I'm trying to feel if they feel like a different way, they all feel like the same goddamn weight. Couldn't Okay,
1: good. I wonder how many phones he's bought learning this trick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and now here we have a dice. Okay. Oops. All right. out of that. Good. So there's six envelopes and we have a dice. Can anyone guess where this is going? Roll, roll the dice. Uh, Six, take the hammer and smash number six. <laughs> Do it, Daddy. Oh! <sighs> okay, number six, roll again. This is all your choice. <laughs> Game of Thrones, ladies and gentlemen. I 18 and running in a
0: special. Six
2: again, so roll again. Go ahead. Where's yeah. that
0: 13 unit Kingston property again? I'm not telling you now. Number five. I'm assuming I hit this one again as well. Yeah, smash them all. You just roll the five. I'm sorry, buddy.
2: Oh, that sounded like it cracked a little bit. Yeah, yeah. it did. Go ahead, roll the dice again. We'll try to go faster. Go faster. He's really right. going. Oh, that's for one. It. Okay, one. Good. Smash. Good. Let's go again.
0: Four. Four. Oh. Okay. Down. We're not two gonna go soft on left. that sucker. Keep going. One more. One. Six. We got one more. Four. Four. Three or two
2: here? Shit. Two. Right. Smash two or do to, I, do I, do a, do 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 I get like a dealer no deal thing? Do I get like a dealer no deal thing? That was a good
0: one. Uh, that was
2: a good one. You rolled the dice the entire time. Yep, sure did. You shuffled the the envelope. <laughs> sure, did.
1: sure did. this yeah, doesn't sure work, did. my name is Chris Angel. <laughs> 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 Go ahead
2: and open up the envelope number three. Rip it open. Show everybody what's inside. Let's see what we got, boys, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Game of Thrones. Wow. That is wow. my phone. Wow.
0: Let's turn it on for the camera. That's my phone. Wow. I don't even. I can't.
2: Thank you guys. My name is Chris Dare. It's been a real pleasure tonight. Dude. We appreciate wow. it. Thank,
0: Thank you. Very much. Much. What a freaking show? Boom.
2: <laughs> we're standing. So we're gonna try something. Here we can see all the cards are different here say stop anytime you want stop here look at the card show it to the camera show everybody Ooh, that's mm-hmm. a good now, I need to borrow a dollar bill do you have a dollar in you? anybody I got uh, a dollar I got a dollar you got one okay good so his dollar we'll do this we'll fold it in half actually I need you to sign your name on it did I give you the marker back or do we we put it back we? I have it here, <laughs> oh see that this. seemed like you know magic. Yeah. That. <laughs> sign it for me so we know that it's your dollar sign it big Good. Let's see the say. Show him the C. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That way we know. Nice. See? Here's what we'll do. Can you hold out your hand like this? Put the dollar, fold it into his hand like that. Good. Lay it right in his hand. That's fine. Just the way you had it. One fold is good. Perfect. Put your other hand on top like that. So I don't want to touch this dollar from this point forward. Okay? You have a card, don't you? Yep. Yeah. Can we see? It's okay. Instead of him signing his name on the card, here's what we'll do. We'll do something a little different. We'll take the card like this. I'm going to rip a piece off the card like that. Mm -hmm. Hold the card without the piece. Look, if I take the piece like this, if I start to rub, see, I can get the piece to disappear. Piece is gone. How crazy would it be now if the piece was now inside the layers of the dollar in your hand? Remember I said anything's possible? Open up the dollar, go ahead. Look, oh, did it fall? You know you what's see crazy? You see it? Oh, wait. Remember I said it'd be inside the layers of the dollar? Inside oh my God. the paper layers. Hold it up to the light, hold it up to the light. You can see, look, there's a piece inside. What? You see
0: that? Can't see it on either side. What, it's right inside. there? No, I'm saying it's like oh. literally inside oh. the inside. dollar. Inside.
2: There's a piece inside, but how do we know it's the piece of his
0: car Gonna have to rip it open, aren't we?
2: Look, we're gonna do a little surgery. Look at this, come close, I want you to see. Slowly, can you see? Here is the piece, feel it with your finger. Mm-hmm,
0: I feel it. Slowly, if we rip
2: like this, see that? If we start to peel back the layers of the dollar, like this, see? Inside is the king of hearts, but not just any piece. Look, it's the exact piece that we need.
0: See?
1: What the fuck, bro?
0: Oh my wow. lord! Wow! Look at that! Wow, bro! Okay. <laughs> what? Okay. what?